Guys, if you're a fan of the Sly Guy podcast, listen, you're wasting time listening to this. Patreon.com forward slash Sly Guy podcast. Don't waste any more time. Get over there for as little as £2 a month. You get loads of bonus content, early access to the podcast, early ticket release dates, bonus podcasts, vlogs, just loads of stuff. 175 bonus podcasts available every Monday. You know, not 175 per Monday, but in all, there's hours of bonus content there. Just waiting. Patreon.com forward slash Slaggy Podcast. Guys, the Slaggy Podcast is brought to you in association with Modest Beer. Modest Beer is a beer that is modest, modest and delicious. And if you want to know more about Modest, you can head to their website, www.modestbeer.co.uk. Where at checkout, you can use a discount code SLYPA15 to get 15% off your modest order. Go for it now. Modestbeer.co.uk. Discount code SLYPA15. 15% off. Get her I'm the Sly Guy. Hello and welcome to the Sly Guy podcast. We're here again. The world keeps it turning. It's autumn time. It's cold. Um... I've been struggling a lot with constipation. I just want to come straight out off the bat and talk about that. That's kind of where the podcast went straight away today. Um, My guest didn't know what was coming his way. um, And there was a part during the pod where I had to just bounce because I um, have taken a cure of constipation. And hey, listen, it's quite the cure. So it's probably too much information. Hopefully you're not listening to this first thing in the morning, eating your breakfast. Maybe you're looking down at a bowl of Cocoa Pops thinking to yourself, is that? Yes. It is. Same consistency. Same texture. Don't know if it's the same flavour. I haven't tried it, but you know where we're going. So I'm just giving you a warning about that. But other than that, I'm feeling good at the minute. You know, I'm enjoying life. I'm enjoying what's coming on. I'm enjoying the fact that it's nearly Halloween. I'm enjoying that it's nearly Christmas. As soon as Halloween's away, we can start thinking about Christmas. Now, if you put up decorations in November... You should be in McGarbury. That's my opinion. I think you got to wait to December before you put the decorations up. Unless it's during COVID, in which case you can probably put it up. And hopefully there'll not be another COVID outburst or a lockdown again anytime soon. But in which case, don't have your decorations up unless it is December. Okay? But something you'll not have to wait until December for is my introduction for this week's guest. I had one of my favourite new comedians on the scene on the pod this week. Um, man who's very funny. He's um, he's got he's got enviable hair. It's a thick head of luscious locks. This man has. It's Kieran Franco. You know he's somebody who's been gigging away flat out. He runs a few gigs. He's got his own podcast with Pete Giffen and Sean McAlevey, which is called Are We Podcast, not like Are We Garbage or with the, with an O U, not Are We Podcast, because that would be weird if you're like brought them on the podcast every week and said are you are you podcast wouldn't it you know so not to be confused but anyway he's a real fun guy this was good crack we had some issues in the middle of it because of my boils but hey don't worry i'm feeling good i'm i think i'm looking good and you guys just need to enjoy this episode with myself the booty man aka (laughs) i was gonna call myself the shice king but i don't i don't, don't want that to stick that's why I laugh. Don't, don't call me um, the Shice King. It's this episode of the podcast with myself, the Shice King, and uh, Kieran Franco. 
I gotta ask your Instagram story today. Did yeah. you get listened up or listen? That's a, good, that's a good way to start <laughs> for anyone that doesn't know. Um, Kieran Franco, first of all, welcome Hello. on the Slag Guy podcast. Um, what well, I'm gonna pop this on on airplane mode and just get going. Yeah, don't ask me that question again for the sake of the. The, the listeners of yours. Did you loosen up? Did you did the bottles open? Yeah, for anyone who hasn't seen, I um put an Instagram story out. This would be now probably a couple of days ago. And long story short, I've been try I've been dieting. Yeah. I've been trying to be good. I've been trying to shift weight. I'm trying to get in shape. And I've been tightening down my diet, like working on what I'm eating and just trying to be on top of things. And obviously a lot of thing a lot of it you have to get the protein on board. And I've been eating too many eggs, I think. Like, I mean, there's too many eggs. Like, I think three, you're sort of, like, I'm pushing it, like... Yeah, well, I'm probably talking six to nine. Okay. Like, six to nine eggs a day. Um, And I kind of... I was getting up in the morning, getting on board. It was all good. Then a couple of days ago, I just kind of... I woke up, and I was like, oh, why is my back so sore? Yeah. And I was like, it can't be. Like, and I was training, and I was like, oh, maybe it's in my back. And then, as time passed, like, I was flexible enough, and I was like, this isn't hurting. And then sometimes, weird, like, just sitting there was sore, and I'm like, it's got to be. I was like, maybe I have, obviously... The, the rational response is, Isaac, maybe I have full kidney failure. Maybe I have bile cancer. Maybe I just go straight to the worst thing. Dr. Google, like, you're like, yeah. where oh. are we here? Terrible. And then I said to my wife, she's like, you probably just hurt your back. And I was like, okay. And then I did a big fart. And it was like, I feel kind of good after that. Yeah. And then as time went, I was like, normally I'm a regular poor. Like, I'm talking... It's a Robert, hobby of mine. Yeah. Like, it's a hobby. Three, four times a day. Even if I don't need to go, I'll just go and sit in there and <laughs> get something out, you know? Like a dog. If I get it, I'll just go. But last couple of days, nothing. And then today, I got up to walk the dog, and it was just sore. Yeah. Sore, sore, sore. And then, just so happened to be in the in the chemist, and I asked the woman, I was like, hey, do you have any fibre supplements? And she was like, who's it for? And I was like, this guy. And she went, consumhino. Big style, like, it's... Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then she goes try this shit and give me a wee thing like some sort of potion and then when I got home Catherine's like yeah she's a nurse now I don't know if this is the correct way to do stuff so in case anyone's like oh my goodness and they're phoning her to get her like <laughs> license revoked or whatever you can do or like I don't know what the nurses have is it a nurse's license no it's a nurse's is it pharmaceutical or is that not a phone that would be I think that's the camera I think no there's, there's a nurse's something and everyone's listening shouting what it is screaming at the camera but it's, but it's not a fucking license it's a nurse's practice, not something. Oh my god, it'll come to me throughout the episode. But I know it's not. Yes, that's <laughs> a, long story short. But she was like, "We we use this for old people." Yeah, and I was like, "Okay, what is it?" She was, "You just put a bit of bleach." No, she went, um, <laughs> "Stick this substance that I got from the chemist." She's like, "I make a cocktail. Stick this substance in pure orange juice, hot water, naked." How long did it take before the the floodgates opened and the wrath of God came? probably give or take about an hour because she was making me shake and I'll drink more water and blah blah do all this but I was sitting watching Beauty and the Beast yeah. with my three year old <laughs> and then all of a sudden I was like there's the beast in me yeah, there's <laughs> much worse than this beast about the eggs on my body so yeah it's been fairly I got, I've got two two poos since then and now I feel like it's just rumbling in there so I think we should be good to record this Yeah. if I have to bo just bounce during it just you know what's coming and just take over I just sit in silence like well, yeah well there we go I mean what you should do really is just turn the mics around yeah listen to the orchestra just, yeah there you go <laughs> but but no thank you for asking I'm feeling much better I'm feeling relieved and I'm, and I'm feeling good I'm delighted to have you on the show so thanks and welcome here. yes welcome to the show for anyone who doesn't know you're, you're good self you are one of the 
the next batch, the younger generation, the people that we as old guys look at and go, fuck, I am so old now, yeah. coming through. What was it that you started? What got you into comedy? So I really wanted to sort of do it for, like, I would have made sketches with mates all the time as, like, kids, and then a lot of them sort of grew out of it and just stopped sort of being interested. And then, like, gay and stuff? Yeah, like, they were like, What yeah. are you doing, doing this, gay? What are you at? They're like, you know, if you're to the pub, like, yeah, yeah like, <laughs> I was like, no, come on, make, come on, make, we literally ripped off the office. I mean, come on, make uh, the non Irish office. Yes. And they're like, no. Like, yeah. there's there's you know you know what tits are Karen yeah. <laughs> yeah like yeah but you can you can put tits in another Irish office yeah like do you want to do you want to like we can invite girls to be in it no and they're like no so I kind of then just got during uni I signed up to a couple open mics and this is like a cardinal sin I pulled out mm-hmm. last minute but I was in uni in England in Newcastle so yeah. it was like blacklisted over there yeah well I mean that's a good place to start isn't it I yeah. suppose because the scene out there is great yeah it looked like clubs wise uh, the, like there was the the stand I applied to the Red Roll and stuff but I'd never mm-hmm. actually done the stand up or anything and I sort of didn't know how it worked and then I moved to uh, Spain for a year and basically one night got my head kicked in got my laptop taken off me got everything so I had nothing to do mm-hmm. until Christmas but let's see right jokes so yeah. then because go say you was lying there on the ground being like I should have gone to the pub <laughs> yeah. these guys were right all along yeah. let's literally like the guy took everything like, my laptop my watch and all and I was kind of like on the phone with my dad being like listen big fella what's the crack I like, yeah. getting a new laptop over and he goes yeah hang on I'll just the furry I'll send one yeah. over so I kind of had a lot of free time especially days that like I wasn't in uni so I started writing jokes and then Covid happened and after Covid mm-hmm. I was like it's now or never so that because that, that does seem like a, an unorthodox start so when, when did you obviously it was because I came through doing sketches at the very outset yeah. and kind of got bullied into doing try and stand up and again, I had major, like, serious balls. Like, I had a lot of balls. I had more than nine, I had not more than nine egg worth of balls a day <laughs> whenever I started out. And it was only one bit that I figured out that made me keep doing it. So, like, Otherwise, you say you had 15 minutes to start. You No, I mean, really, when I started, we're talking five to seven. Like, it was all there was. And, and I just remember going, like, I think an important thing when you start is having a wee bit of, Self awareness yeah. to know when you're eating shit, you know. And I would come off being like, "What the fuck am I doing here?" I remember what? I met you at my second gig, mm-hmm. and it was a charity one for Queen's University or or, or not Queen's University. The their events management course organised it. It was Jordy Jack McGee. Oh yes, and I was showing up like Sean McAlevey and me met there, mm-hmm. and basically he said that I was like shaking. Yeah, and like he was asking oh. me if I want a pint, and I was like, "No." Nah, was that nah, the nah. one that was like up above? Besides Starbucks and this one road, yeah, and that like, wasn't bad in the end actually. Uh, but after every act, there would some woman would come on and sing yeah. like two or three songs from Titanic, and then, that's right, yeah. yeah. But do you know what? That's a, that's a, that, and that was that one of your first gigs. That, that one? was my second, so my first one was a right, okay, Pav Newcomers Night, and then that, and the Pav Newcomers Night went well, and I figured right, do the yeah. same material again, and then I just remember two wee lads playing beer pong mm-hmm. in front of me, and then one of them sort of walked past and went, ha, God. That's right. That was that was a weird gig, but I remember the ones that like because that's the thing when you do events at unis and it's like organised by by like unions and stuff, they they try to fit so much fun as yeah. possible into a night, and you don't need all the other stuff. You know, it's it's too much to have. To, there's too many things going on, and like if like if there's stand up and people like I find a lot of time people aren't honest about just getting the pints in. Yeah. You know, sometimes you go to events, you just want to get pissed. You don't want to have to go, fuck, here's someone going to do stand-up. Fuck, here's someone going to sing. Here's someone doing a raffle. Here's somebody coming on to tell us about, like, Troker. You know, it's just too much. So they, they'd plan, like, karaoke. Then me and Sean would go on. So it's like, karaoke, then open my comedy, which was like, we were like, mm-hmm. could we please go on first? And it was one of them ones where the first experience of 
not every gig is a gig almost as yeah. well where it, like some people just aren't here to listen they're there to support their mates and events yeah management yeah and that that is and you know what all in all i i i thought that because again i remember sitting there going this is and because because it was that sort of event it was running on a bit and i was like i just want to go home you know you're sitting there like i just want to wrap this and get back in the bed you know but it was but then i went on it was all right yeah it wasn't bad there is some as well like that like uh we've arrived at and i think i've immediately went what am i doing what am i doing and then yeah. they've ended up being lovely like yeah there was one we done in summer and i remember sort of worrying about it because it was outdoors and looked a bit it was the middle of the day and it ended yeah. up being quite nice so it did like i'm trying to think was it were you at that one we did recently i think i think you were and it was an antrum yeah that's the one yeah, yeah, that's yeah, the one. Was, yeah really nice because that was one yeah we turned up and i was and i like when i got there i went i oh it's, it's the police but it's the, the alarm <laughs> um but whenever i got there i was like oh no this is going to be terrible and then i thought it was going to be on like the main stage yeah and again the people like i think if you give the people what they're there to see yeah they're all good so if they go to an event being like there's going to be stand up here happy days but if you go to an event and you want to see nathan carter and i'm coming up giving off about my kids yeah they're they're they almost turn yeah. angry they're sort of like yeah. what what's this what are they doing forcing this on yeah. us and and then but that one was was great because there was about what would say 40 or 50 in there and it was just yeah a nice way so I looked at them and I was like, oh, fuck, these are really old. Or they're not old. Just in my yeah. head, you sort of make... And you are a renowned ageist guy. Yeah, like yeah, These yeah. fucking old bastards here. Racist, ageist, sexist. I think I try to get it all in my set. And then... I'm all for it. Yeah. And my, my, my next show is going to be called Cancel Me. Yeah. I mean, but if you do all that stuff, you just can't be. You know, just start yeah. your own platform. Be like, it's grand. This guy's a maverick. This guy's yeah. saying what people want to hear. He's a savant, this guy. The, yes. uh, the photo with the poster is going to be me like... Yeah. <laughs> just like this. Yeah. <laughs> Boys will be boys. There's a follow-up <laughs> show. <laughs> it's Camigo yeah. scratching the head, like, uh, well. But, but that, yeah, that was the thing too. Like, I, I think that's the thing that probably comes with maybe like doing it loads is you can never judge an audience. Yeah, you can never. You think you can, and you go up and you're like, oh fuck. We done like there was a gig in Ulster Uni, and they said just I got asked to do it in summer, and I said to Sean again, I was like, do you want to come down yeah. and do this gig? And we arrived, and no stage was set up, nothing. This is about two weeks ago, and they mm. went. Listen, you don't have to do the gig, but we'll still pay you. And we were like, me and Sean were like, right, we'll mill it over. Had a beer, and I said, mm. listen, why don't we just ask people are they here for the gig? Yeah. So we asked them, and there were about forty people there there for the gig. Yeah. So we sat, we built a wee stage, ready to rock. And mm. as soon as we were done, they fucking hated me. Yeah. <laughs> they hated me for uh -huh. half an hour. Yeah. And I was like, these people are all going to be up for it. And yeah. And I done twenty minutes, and they were just sitting there like. But you know what the key to life is? See if you can, or key to stand up. This is anyone starting <laughs> yeah. at any level. If the organisers go, listen, we don't have to do it and we'll pay you, you go, thanks. And then you go, <laughs> you I'll run. see you down yeah. the road. Yeah, you hit the road because, yeah, that can be that can be an awkward one. Like. Yeah, there was one of the ones with the bar manager before it started. It was like, he's mm -hmm. won our free beer, he's won our free beer. And as soon as we were done, he was like... Yeah, yeah. oh, that is that is the worst. Now, we have done a gig that shall not be named because it's been named before and it's called Grief. Yeah. But <laughs> it was... The worst gig I've ever done, and I believe it would have been one of your worst gigs. Is that true? It was called at like the break. Is that right? In saying well, again, we'll not name the venue or the bar or where it was, but <laughs> the doll. Um, <laughs> well, I remember you 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 told me about it in September time, and mm -hmm. I went, oh yeah, yeah. And then I got asked, Pete, uh, was it you want to do this gig? I agreed mm -hmm. to do it, and then you and Butler both said, like, warned, and then I went, oh, it'll yeah. be grand, it'll be grand, and then we went down, and like I've never been shouted as much like n nasty abuse I think yeah. is the word like just no there's a, he a heckle's a heckle yeah. but this was just someone basically just going 
just call me gay for that. <laughs> I was on stage. Yeah. I'm like, I know I look gay, but I'm not yeah. gay. <laughs> but that, he was like, yeah, but it was they. I just don't think that. Again, I don't know what I don't know what it was about it that it just sucked so bad. Well, I have a fair idea. I think maybe there's a lot of gear flying about. I reckon people yeah. were just like aggressive. And again, I think in certain places, if, pe- if people as an audience think they're funnier than the act and they think shouting out and, scre- and like yeah. just being ignorant is good. That's there was the World Cup was on and we were just looking and seeing Germany yeah. 2, Spain 2 and I was like, I could be in the gaff right now watching yeah. that, cuddled up middle of November yeah. like, and then someone just walked past and said something like, it was the worst heckle ever, he's like, you should have taken a job as a window cleaner. Yeah. And like, what, what does that even mean? Yeah. I know that it's like, alright, cheers mate. You know. So it got pulled at the break, like, and we just sort of... And, and whose decision was that? Was it pushed by the bar or was it pushed? Uh, so an our comedian was on mm-hmm. doing like they were just basically slobbering back and forth to the yeah. audience. This was going on for ages and ages. And then it got to the point where at the break came and the guy was like, right, he's ready to start again. And then one yeah. and the headliner was like, no, I'm not doing that. Yeah. And, and then he just was like, I'll pay you still. And yeah. he sort of understood the crack. Yeah, I mean, that was a weird one as a as a sort of, uh, someone who's been through it. It was a one that like, I, I think I gave you a bit of a warning. Yeah. But then sometimes it's like, you know, you need to let people discover for themselves what a real shit time is. You need to arm people with the fact that they're going to be gigs like this. So it's like, you know, chalk it off as a learning experience and kind of... Well, yeah, we went to the sun floor, me and Sean after, and we were yeah. like, right, let's just go and watch some comedy, take the night off, have a couple of pints. And it was like the sun floor, everyone was doing really well. It was yeah. like how a comedy club should be run. We were mm-hmm. sat there like... But see, that, that's, part, that's part of the problem. See, if comedy clubs pop up, you're always a wee bit... Um, unsure how the first one's going to go yeah you know it can always be like but then again if there's a venue and the desire from the people pushing it for the actual night to be good it tends to be that way like we did a gig there last week in audacity the Bearsbridge road i had never heard of it as a place and then i looked the location i was like oh no because i'm thinking not far from Dundonald and I had sworn I'm like I never <laughs> they're tracking you down like. I'm like I'm never returning the same sort of clientele might be here got there instantly saw the sort of vibe and was like oh this is great the setup was great the audience were up for it everyone was like I, I like it when everyone's nicely sort of squeezed in and they were great it was a really really good gig yeah and they're and, like they were just so they couldn't do more for us they were like right yeah. the shutter down like you give us the, the heads up when to start like, yeah, they were just so up for it, and like as soon as it was done, they were like, "Right, let's get another one in the bag and stuff." See, that's good. And they were like, "We can look at trying to do this as a monthly thing." And yeah. I was like, "That's just so easy to work with, and that's what you want, like." Yeah, but you know what? That that is the thing. And again, like as long as long as they're sort of organised and top of the ball, because I I ran another gig before in a coffee place and it was great, went well. But then like there became there became things about like payment and stuff. It sort of was like taking ages, and it was difficult and. And then I like I paid the acts myself straight away. I was like boom, boom, boom. There you go. And then I'm sort of like massively out of pocket here. I'm like, any chance? And then it was just, it just once that went, I was like, so you have to kind of, you know, as long as the, the new ones are like straight and good with you and professional, it's great, you know. And I think where that is, it's a very cool place. And I think you could you could have a pretty cool thing going there if you. Yeah, I think we're going to try and get like really hash it out because they've got like loyal sort of customers who came in. That's and what I, I. It was yeah. a different type of loyal that I thought we were going <laughs> yeah, to go to at the start. I thought yeah. it would be Uncle Andy loyal when I got there, but whew, thankfully not. Because I got I got asked to do like a, it was a music gig before and there, and basically the guy would go on, play guitar for twenty minutes, and then they mm-hmm. brought me on, and I figured oh this is going to be the exact same. Yeah, 
and then another woman was going on and she was rapping at the end so I was like this is going to be really weird like me rapping yeah proper oh, hip hop like yeah. and, I, and then I'm in the middle going what's the deal with can I just ask was she like Northern Irish rapper Cork Cork yeah nice so with an accent well, or did she put there's an American twang on that Okay, nice. Because I would have liked. That. I mean, the thought of Andrew Ryan rapping to me <laughs> is one of the funniest <laughs> things ever. <laughs> Cork and the North unplugged. Yeah. <laughs> Andrew unplugged. <laughs> the real Andrew reveals. Straight it. out of Cork. Just. <laughs> I mean, I'm going to ask him to do to spit a few bars, and he'll be, he'll get aggravated even being asked. Yeah, just. Why are you making me do it? Like, I was going to say, who is he doing for the stars now? I've seen he's hosting. Yeah, he's hosting. He's the Dermot yeah. O'Leary, like. Um, it's a hard one to know what to do. Have you got your, your tune set in stone or have you switching in? I am between four different acts I want to do, I think. I think two I think I could do and two I think I would enjoy. Yeah. So it's like, what are you going for? Do you have to do, you have to, do, you have to do sound-alike? Do you have to you know, do look-alike? That can sort of mix it up a bit. And then there's a, there's a wild card that I think would be really funny, but then I said to Catherine, she's like, not enough people will know her uh, fine <laughs> wait so. is there a winner at the end or is it I don't know how it works lethal. I mean I think uh, to be honest I doubt even I think Shane's organising it I, I very much doubt he knows what's, how it's going to work it, yeah. so I just think it's I just think it's an excuse for him to sing because he really loves singing <laughs> so I just think he just organised something to be like I just want to sing get the shackles off on yeah, Shane and, and just go on Shane yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> let him loose but yeah so I, I don't know but we done one in school, like a charity one, and everyone was going well. Like, I done that song from Shrek, you know what I call it? Not uh, Smash Mouth, the other one from Shrek 2. Oh, uh, which, which one was Accidentally it? in Love with uh, yes, our yes. choir all doing that. And then we were like, we're, we're bound to win. And then this Polish guy got up and just mm-hmm. went, everybody in the free one free. Oh, and, like, and you're like, the roof off. like... See, that's... And I mean, sometimes it's hard to, like, I think my... I did, did I think I did two ever performances in the school talent show. One, me and a group of my mates learned to play instruments, which, here's the thing, don't learn to do a talent. Either have a talent or don't. Yeah. You know, don't learn it. So we learned, we did a busted tribute on the night, which was a lot of fun, but again, we didn't win. And I was like, mm, that's pretty weird. And then another time, there was a girl singing a song herself on a guitar. And it was that... Um, Oh, what was it? It was it was like one of was it a Fuji song? But yes, Kill Me Softly, that's what it was. And I just went on and went one time and that was literally it. What she's saying, yeah, just the white cliff two times. And I wish like it that guy on the that. X Factor years ago. Oh yeah. <laughs> two guys singing, it wasn't me. But yeah, that the X Factor early auditions are some of the best things. The best so, television. It's so humiliating for the people like they yeah. have PTSD literally from it and I'm watching it being like but it was really funny at the time. Then some of them are like, like how that works is they, they must see everyone and be like, you're average, bye. And it must be either you're terrible and, and or ridiculous or... Your box office will get you in. Yeah, we'll get you in or you're a great singer. You know, I think, like, obviously a lot of it's like fixed in advance and they like reach out to people who are like singer-songwriters and be like, come on and do your... Tell us your soul story. Do we turn. Us. Yeah, be like, listen, my mother's dead and be like, Weird, she wasn't when you applied for this. Yeah. No, no, I killed her. Yeah. But my mom's new boy is a golf, so like we've got uh, some big yeah. things going down. Like, and my cat's got alopecia, so you know. Yeah, like I mean, I would struggle. They'd be like, "I wonder, is there anything wrong with you?" And I'd be like, "Probably have diabetes, I guess." I'd hype, like hype it up, just be like, "Yeah, I go and act a bigger weirdo than usual, and sort of like, yeah, shoulders up, 
creep in like I right, this is going and then but then all, there was one guy I don't know if you remember him I think he was a Scottish Liverpoolian maybe and he went in there like a wee bit of a jack lad and then we got in there like oh he's a full criminal actually this guy <laughs> like ah oh, fuck he's you know, something lovable about him he's a wee rogue ah oh, not full criminal and they're like ah oh, fuck I've seen this go. scouser lad and he was like uh, he's called Simon or Teddy because he's tight with his sweets uh-huh. and then uh, Simon Gog which needs singing lessons and he goes cheers say yeah <laughs> <laughs> cheers say yeah but you know what I prefer I prefer like Got Talent like Britain or America because you see all the weird guys on that magicians and all there's the guys guys like I've seen and they've gone on and especially America's Got Talent and they're throwing the flames up in the air and I'm like like what are you doing yeah what gets you into that though you're going to sit in the house and no be class today yeah Throwing fire, or there's did you ever see the guy on it was like Ukraine's got talent and it's the boy who puts the apple on his head and his mate pulls back the bow arrow and it shoots and just hits him. Oh no, and the guy just goes, Oh no, and drops straight in the ground. And the judges are like, Was that part of it or was that just that, a fuck up? You can still see it on YouTube, like, oh, it's no. complete fuck up. Like, oh no, but it's, uh, it's very funny. My favorite, there was a guy who, and they, whatever way they'd cut it, it was like made to look like this guy. It's going to blow your mind. <laughs> you know, like, this guy is wild. And, like, it was a guy, he was he was an African guy, and they brought him on, and he was like, they were like, do you reckon you have a talent that's going to wow the, the, the judges? And he was like, yes, and, like, what does he do? And even just his turn of phrase was so funny to me. He's like, I'm going to play the saxophone with my natural voice. <laughs> and they were like, what? And they were like, yeah. And he went in, he just basically went, meh, 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 meh. And it was fucking hilarious. And then Simon Gow was like, literally, what the fuck is that? <laughs> and everyone else was like, it's fucking great. Yeah, so, get a friend yeah. to judge his house, like. But like, he, I think, got through, but it was just so ridiculous because you made, you made him think, he's like, this is all I've, all I've planned my whole life. I've come from Africa to do this. <laughs> my life changing. And my life changed in that moment because it was great. It's just like, those people, what they do, that is their life goal. Get on with mm-hmm. X Factor. And like the feeling of just, bottomless abyss of the Simon mm-hmm. Cowell going yeah listen you're not quite cutting the mustard but another thing he said actually it was so funny whenever he described like when he he spoke about Simon Cowell he didn't call him correctly Simon Cowell he called him Simon Cole which <laughs> I enjoyed he was like I want to impress Simon Cole and then they were like oh wow Simon Cole and I just loved that it's really funny <laughs> it's like one of the ones where I, as a kid I remember telling my mom like, I fucking love to go on the X Factor I loved yeah. it and then she made me sing Will Young Evergreen in front huh. of all her mates being like does he have it and I think her mates all kind of went, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And, then, and how, how old were you? Like, 11. So that's, like, that's oh, the age I of, thought like, you were going to be, like, 25. <laughs> 25. Yeah, it, was last, it was on the way yeah. here. <laughs> just at dinner. Over dinner, I went, ma, dad, this is kind of what I want to do. Yeah, but see, now that I have kids, like, there's a bit of me that, like, I will sh- make them do stuff in front of my mates if it's either amazing yeah. or terrible. You know, you'd be like, here, show them your wee dance. And then if you look at your mates, like, you know, or else you're like, that's good. This is what are your mates laughing like? Listen, you're gonna have to leave the house. Yeah, like I think I probably have beef with them about that. You know, yeah. I'd be like, here, listen, the guys, fuck up. Why is it bad? You know, because like my big one is good at stuff. My five year old, despite what I say, is 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 a talented child. My three year old, not. So Just she's <laughs> not. No. Do you do you do you put all the energy then into the like cherishing the five year old, being like, listen, this is. Yeah, I mean. I feel like she, well, she's a bit older and does, like, I just can't, like, I can't see the way he won doing, like, that ballet dancing. I just don't think she, I think she's like Wreck-It Ralph. I could see her destroying stuff, but I don't know if there's a talent. There's a job on the building site for, like... I mean, I, right now she could do it, but, like, 
the the big one has taught herself to do and people are going to be out there going she sounds like a right little twat <laughs> like, yeah. she taught herself over the summer to do cartwheels she was like I'm going to do cartwheels and just did it and now she can do splits and cartwheels and all that stuff and because I could never do anything athletic like that I just make her do all this athletic stuff in front of the people and be like do that do that show, show them what's going on if a mate laughs, check the, like, now yeah. there's beef like, or something. Yeah, I mean, it's not funny. If you're laughing because you're about to cry, that's fine. But she uh, she did, did a cartwheel, and then the wee one tried to do a cartwheel, and just, like, did a cleansman dive, but spiked the way down. <laughs> I'm like, oh, God, love you, you know. Like, that's when shows, like, You've Been Framed came in handy. Yeah. Like, cost of living crisis now, you're like, right, here we go. But see, that, that that's what you... I miss those good shows. There, there's got to be... Harry Hills TV burp was like, one. Oh, it was great, wasn't it? Like, I loved that time on Saturday. Just Saturday evening. Tremendous. There's Around dinner. I'm a celebrity, Harry Hill, X Factor, oh. the jazz trumpet. Yeah, oh, yes, the, the guy with the natural <laughs> voice, the saxophone guy, yeah, he was... I think his name was Jai. J or K or Kai or Kai, maybe. But tremendous. I used to do this where I would get really into like game shows and I'd be like, you know, we were a contestant, we'd get put out of a game show, they wouldn't get the money, particularly mm-hmm. on the chase when I'd be like 11, 12 and I'd get really emotional, feel really bad for them. Like, yeah. Especially if they've got like a sob story. I'd, there was one guy on the chase wanted to get a video camera because his mum had broken his as a child. Oh no. <laughs> he didn't, he got like 1,000 and didn't oh, get oh, past no. the chase. And I remember my granny and grandma's like proper tearing up going like, no, what's wrong? And I went, it's fucking just want to contemplate a video camera it's, listen this because you never know like that's something from his childhood that he still I still need that video camera and I've unresolved trauma here and it would mean a lot and this the f- Mark Labette the beast is like wrong <laughs> yeah. have some of this you yeah. know? how do you not know who won the <laughs> FA Cup in 1979 you <laughs> trick <laughs> yeah, what? Um, but I, I what I don't understand about the chase and I had a chance to ask one of the chasers um was the Vixen. I did an interview on radio with the Vixen from the chase and I, I asked her, I was like, so like, what do you get for winning? You know, because there are people doing it that some, if it was me and I was a super genius chaser, I'd be looking at people being like, these guys deserve the money. You know, yeah, I'll get a couple wrong or take my time. and uh. But then she's just like, it's competitive back there with the other chasers. I was like, no, that's not. They're cold blooded bastards. Like I know it's like yeah. the reptiles. <laughs> yeah. yeah, like I know, like apparently Mark Levette, I was seeing like he would if he does lose, goes in and like wrecks the changing room after and all. Like Alex Ferguson level, her <laughs> Bradley Walsh. Yeah, for Walsh, is like because he did. I remember him losing the head once because Bradley Walsh took long to ask him a question. Like took too long, and he was like raging about it. But what's that done for them now? He goes into well, it's closed now. But he went into box one night. And I paid serious money to go see the chaser. Who? Mark LeBette. The beast in <laughs> yeah, the box? He was in the box. Oh, I wow. Like, I'm going to pay £22 to go and watch this fella. So what does it look like? Right, he on. comes out to the chase theme song, kind of goes like, yeah, for about 20 minutes. <laughs> and then uh, going like proper shaking his hands, going, come on. And yeah. then uh, obviously everyone's blocked. Cascada evacuate the dance force playing. The chase every every song they'll play like an old school classic, and then they'll play the chase theme song yeah. again, and then an old school classic. <laughs> and then he just goes. <laughs> Most of the time, he tops off as well, and he'll do. Like is he tops cir- off? He'll do like a circuit of old the beast. Movies. Yeah, and it's um, this is a guy married to a second cousin actually. So yeah. That- <laughs> <laughs> but they made like a fortune from doing that and doing club appearances. Who's the other guy that does- makes a fortune? You know the guy you know on TikTok, and he'll go on with it. Bosh. No, he loves the Chinese. Oh yes, I have seen him. Yeah. See me say he loves the Chinese. Yes, that's what <laughs> made, yeah. made me remember him. Yeah, because because I'm 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 still like dipping dipping it in, in TikTok a bit just the to toe. I don't want to get involved. I don't like TikTok. I'm there 
Ben, producers of the podcast, puts the clips on and stuff. I occasionally will view clips I'm sent, but I don't want to. If I get stuck in that rabbit hole, that's me done. Probably away. Three hours like that. Like, I mm-hmm. see, because see, cause you watch one video, I watch one video on a conspiracy theory, and all mm-hmm. of a sudden I was getting like QAnon, Trump had the election stolen from him, stuff. Yeah. And I'm like, is this who the algorithm thinks I am? Like, yeah, and, and that's that's a very quick reminder of like either you need to change what you're looking at or not, because the algorithm is just showing you stuff. You're like, oh no. Yeah. It's all Trump. You're like, oh no, it's all Jordan <laughs> Peterson and Trump. You're like, ah, whoops. It's like Trump being like, you never give up, never stop mm-hmm. following your dreams and all. And I'm like, kind of kind of, like this guy now. There's something yeah. about this guy that's like speaking to me. Yeah, I mean, you know, like, this is what I think about Trump. Now, I, I have historically enjoyed Trump, not as a politician, but it's just as, as a, a guy. Cl- as a classic <laughs> guy. Like, yeah. people are like, oh, you, like, and people get so annoyed about, about, like, if you say anything nice about him. But to me, you should just quit the politics, you know. Just say like that. I'm done with that. Go on all the late night talk shows. Just give the goss. Slabber about people. I want to know what he thinks. So tell us about what Boris is like on the pints. You know what I mean? Do that. Tell us what's going on. Tell us. Um, Macron. I love to hear about Macron. Yeah, seems a bit boring Macron, and sleazy. Yeah, and, and what's that guy called? Trudeau. Trudeau. Yeah, yeah, fucking the guy on blackface. He, yeah, like, weirdo. Like, he's just fucking. He is weird. Go out and decide they'd be like, he's a, he's a weird guy, he's a freak. You know, I'd love to hear that. <laughs> and that'd be entertainment. Like, imagine Trump's one-man show. He'd be like, Trump going to Edinburgh with the, the poster. Yeah. <laughs> there it <we> goes. <laughs> it would just me. be him. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> or the, the, the most uncomfortable thumbs up. <laughs> In the basement of a coffee shop at 12 every day. Oh, Absolutely listen. sweating. Oh. <laughs> Followed by Esther Christie, you know, there we go, straight <laughs> on. It's, oh my God. But like. Trump checking everyone in as they come in. Yeah. He can't afford. He's <laughs> <laughs> like, listen, I'm doing my own personal check ins. How many have we got in today? <laughs> oh, it's only four, Donald. Shit, it'll be fantastic. <laughs> the best four. Oh. Sometimes they say you played in on it. Yeah, and you know what? In, in all seriousness, he would be doing like probably the the opera house, or probably the like pleasance, the big pleasance courtyard. I'd say. I think like I would Bill go If someone please get up for your support act, Donald Trump, and he walked yeah. out, I'd be like, "This is like, yeah, <laughs> this the real deal." Like, because that was it. I went to a gig in New York to see Adam Ray don't know if you know him he's pretty good and uh, I was a fan of his before we were in New York just looking for something to do and I died and like Broadway hey total stroke so we're like let's go to a comedy club let's see what's up we were then just watching him Um, in fact I'm Larry wasn't even on at that point because he was headlining this is a mug in fairness to him and it would piss me off it was my solo show but the host was like, yeah, sometimes people just drop in to do stuff. And he's like, Jerry Seinfeld. And all what? Seinfeld <laughs> just appeared and like did a full like our show and then did a Q&A afterwards. And I, I regret so much. My question was like, such a nerd. I went, so um, do you have any advice about uh, writing? Do you <laughs> sit down and write actively or do you just write when the idea comes? And he was like, I write every day. I was like, fuck, I should have. Oh, no, the alarm's it, off. There's someone came in there. It's off. We have a problem with the alarm here in the studio, thank goodness. Either that or I'm about to get murdered. I wasn't actually invited on today, I was kind of burgling. And yeah, just going out to call you in. Are you here for pod? And he's like, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. 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 But no, what I wish I'd asked him now was like, can I have a quote yeah. that I can <laughs> use for my poster, please? <laughs> and then he would have just had, he would have at least said no, you know, at the worst, no, and I could have just written no, no Jerry Seinfeld. <laughs> Is but, it, would you not be raging, but if like Seinfeld, say, the you're about to do Ulster Hall and then Seinfeld yeah. walks out and goes, I'm going to find if I do support for you. It does a full hour. Like, and yeah, I'd be like, 
No, but I would be like, I need favors off you. I nearly said flavors there. Flavor. Jerry, I need to I need some flavors. Yeah, <laughs> I need to get Kramer back. And yeah, <laughs> Kramer's not coming back. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Kramer. You know what? That Kramer's outburst. I was met like not using the same vocab as maybe Kramer used that particular <laughs> night. YouTube it. Um, <laughs> but I reckon I was close to having that level of breakdown at that terrible gig that I did that time. Just being like, listen, you fucks, you don't deserve me. You pieces of shit. But then I did. And I was like, I thought to myself, it's probably better to just get out of here with my fee and go home and never think about it again. I remember you were talking about it on a pod. You said you had a week between gigs after that. And that's the, the worst feeling of all. Like when you, if you've got one the next day, you can kind of go at it again. Like, yeah. Like I did one last week. I was opening for Shane in the Opera House and it just didn't go well. Like it just wasn't. I don't know. I I feel like I didn't like. I ended up having a meeting that day, like in the late afternoon on Zoom, and it ran way long. So like, I thought this will be done half an hour. I think it was two hours it was on, and I had that like factored that maybe hour and a half to work on my set, figure out what I was going to do. So I had no time to prep. Got there. Um, for some reason, I don't know what happened to me. I got something caught, like in my, it felt like it was in my chest, and I could not clear my throat, and I was getting stressed out about that. And then by the time I went on, I was like, I fucking need to do something. And then by the time I was on, it was just not a, a tight set, and I was like, oh, fuck. And it was like, it was passable, you know, but it was like, I, I knew that I, like, he's one of my best mates, so I was like, I want to do well for that side of things, you yeah, know, and let, not let him down. And I was like, fuck, I, I didn't do well there. And then thankfully, I was on Lavery's straight away awesome. afterwards. So I was like, I went around on Lavery's. Loved it. Went really well. Did some new stuff. Did some sort of stuff from my, my, my current show. And I was just like, oh, thank God for that. Because it was like, I'm going home buzzing. Like, thank goodness. Yeah, that's one of the things. Like, I've had times where, like, I've had a really good one to start. And then I've done a second show. And then uh -huh. it's been, like, terrible. And it's been the opposite. Yeah. Like, Edinburgh, when I went over to the... The BBC one, I'd done like three gigs on one the afternoon, really didn't mm -hmm. go well. Done the BBC one, went decent. I was like, happy days. And then I done a, la a late night show, went terrible. Yeah. And I, I left with a, instead of just leaving it at the BBC one and being like, I had a nice experience today. Yeah. I was like, no, I'll try, try one more set. And then I left Edinburgh after one day in my head being like, I didn't yeah. enjoy that at all. Like, yeah, see, I could definitely, def like, I think now, I remember... It, it affected me way more like now it'll piss me off like see if you have a real stinker like I've done that that gig in Dundonald I did a previous one in Dundonald that was an ass, absolute stinker as well it's Dundonald where comedy yeah, goes to die I know <laughs> I tell you what and, and since then I'm like I'm not going near there again now I've done one gig there since but it was a private at a hotel and it was okay you know I, I, for what a corporate was it wasn't bad you know I enjoyed it got some laughs again when you go to those big do's people are like can you just not be doing stuff? Can we? We just want to have pints. You know, it's like. So they want to. Do you have to do? Your, obviously, you do your time, but like you're kind of. Yeah, but the thing about it was, comes. but I went there and it was like, <laughs> I was at a, I was there for the dinner and the guy running it was like, you have to come to the dinner and I was like, I'd rather just, you know, come to him set. No, you have to come to the dinner and you have to wear a suit and all. I was like, okay, and I thought I knew a couple of people at it, so that he'll seat me with them. Didn't. You just in the corner. Like I was just <laughs> at a table with these old dudes and they're like. So what are you doing here? And I was like, oh, I'm just doing my turn. And they're like, all oh, right, you weren't much crack at the, at the dinner there. If you'd be, are you funny, are you? And I'm like, well, you know, that must We're be. We're about to find out. Like to some people, you know. And then I went up, but it was it was grand. But in that moment, it was like, oh, I thought I thought it was going to be a stinker. And because my um, my mother in law and father in law were there, and I was like, I can't. You know the ones who are like, I can't afford to die in front of them. 
and their friends or else my reputation is ruined forever so they're the worst gigs when you're like it's reputational damage out it, there it's like whew. it's where I've had quite a few like in front of like family members especially the first time my mum and dad came to see me together like that was dreadful yeah. like and I remember uh, after my dad going well, fair play giving it a go and I was like that is the worst thing I can yeah. hear like cheers to yeah. it yeah yeah and I went to, I went like would you do you think it was it was good and all it was yeah. I give you a number out of ten. I mean, please don't. Just, yeah, just yeah. that's not what I want to hear. Like, just yeah. But but the good thing about that is, and I and I like it is whenever parents are are, are straight. Yeah. You know, with you, not just I'm not being homophobic <laughs> there, but when they're like, nah, you know, it needs because my my dad would be very like that. So whenever you do get a compliment, you're like, oh, thank God. You feel you think that's I've like had one of my aunties is very like she almost cutthroat like mm-hmm. she has no qualms in saying it, and like after my solo show, like I didn't. I feel like I'd, I'll be honest. I rushed into it for yeah. I should have waited a couple of years, and that's something that I've learned the hard yeah. way. Like I feel like the middle of it in particular, really, I should have wrote better stuff. But I also think too, like there's a lot of pressure to do shows. Like, how how long were you in when you did your first star? So it was a year and a half in, and I don't. In my head, I was kind of like, oh, I've wrote this and this, but then some of it was out of date almost because it was like stuff about COVID. Yeah. And some of it was stuff that I wrote at the very start of my career when people were maybe bringing me on stage and saying, this guy's new, so the audience yeah. were maybe a bit more sympathetic or, yeah. like, eager to laugh. Well, mm-hmm. this was, like, my and I just spoke to my aunt at my one of my uncle's birthdays and went, just be honest, and she was like, you probably got a lot of laughs because people knew it was your solo show, but she went, but, you know, your next one, yeah. you'll, you'll write better and stuff, and I, I preferred her giving it to me straight, like. Yeah, but that's, like, I, I did my first hour when I was 30, so seven years ago now. And they've done five solo shows in that time. It was it was kind of because I get so I was probably in it four years at that point, and it was like you know I feel like it's the right time. She did Black Box. If I thought that the show I again I I just thought it was the right time for it. And I thought the show was I would say fine. I honestly can't really remember what was in it other than it was structured around a letter that I found. So it was about a letter I found that I'd written to myself as a kid. So what what, like what I would thing. be when I'm 30 so that was the thing was like you know was like I called the show 30 years of Dave and it was just a mock up of 12 years of sleep and I was, <laughs> and I was wearing a shirt and all I'm like looking back on oh, no. the poster of the yeah, yeah. Oh I, I, I'll, I'll pull it out and show you later like but I was like ah and then after that I had, I had kids when I was 31 so my first show was then after that which was I had way more material see once once I had a kid I was like well that's just kind of hard and that was my first thing was like having children is hard you know and it's like but also it's funny yeah there's you know? like the blessing in that of like losing sleep in the nights but you've got material from that yeah. and the struggles of and, it and that's the thing too like I've seen a lot of stuff now about parents and stuff and about how like oh having kids is all it's, it's hard like it's having kids is fucking hard and I think people need to not feel guilty if they're like this is hard you know, a lot of people are like, "Oh, it should be." It's not easy. It's a struggle. It's still a struggle to this day. It gets a bit easier, but don't be don't feel bad about yourself if you're finding having a kid hard. Cause it's a fucking hard, the hard slog. But if you're a stand-up comedian, there's gold in there. <laughs> if you sieve it, you know, there's definite. <laughs> Find a few diamonds in there. And yeah, fucking. but I'm going to show you something, right? This is this is funny. I discovered this this, this week. I uh, had to take a a photo for my driving license. So my driving license was up, and I took a photo of myself just for the driving license and it had to be like straight face it had to be like no expression dead in the eyes took it put it up later in the day the same day I got a notification iPhone memories from a year ago I had I had got a year ago photos done for my um, role play show so I'd gone to get them all sorted and whatever and this is me a year's a year's difference 
dark the hair, hair dark like beard now bald and grey like, you've oh, gone well. from like a wild lane in Game of Thrones yeah to like uh, UDA uh, yeah enforcer <laughs> you know I'll get Ben, to put, I'll get ben to put this one up but it's yeah it was a, and then I look at that and it's a tough year you know one thing was good Catherine's like you look like you're a wee bit of weight off the face and I went good yeah. that's a positive the eggs are paying yeah. off the eggs are working now I'll never shit again but hey that photo was also taken today or yesterday before you've loosened up and had yes, shit yes true shit. So, so, so that was my the expression <laughs> on the face was one of I need a shit you know? like I'm dying here like but, oh, it was yeah so sometimes you look and go oh fuck but that's the thing I think a lot of like I don't know what it is like I, one thing I do have a lot like I don't have a problem with it I think it's stupid if I'm honest I think everybody filming everything is too much I have I think, been like I think I know. filmed to sort of be like right this line didn't work or this line didn't work yeah. but I think it was yourself that said to me like just one you'll burn material and two mm -hmm. It becomes this thing of them. You'll encourage people to heckle you at your own show almost because yeah. they're like, "Oh, this is a crowd work guy." But also too, like I think, I think when you're starting out or like when you're new, or like see, even some people now I see like open mic levels. You turn up to gigs and they're like tripods up, and you're like, "What are you doing here?" There's boys more common than Spielberg, and they're sitting yeah. on right and zooming in with like they look like anal beats. Those uh, yes, yes. <laughs> listen, I have those, but they're not for filming. You know? well, they're there's filming involved. Uh, listen, in fact, I need them right now. <laughs> currently, they, they would do me a solid. <laughs> but um, I think it's just like because I, I look back to my first few sets, and and I don't know what it was. Obviously, you have to have an, a degree of like not arrogance, maybe, but self confidence to know there's something in it. And I remember starting out, and I knew there's I, I had something. I knew I could figure something out. But for the longest time, it was I did not enjoy it. Like the first few, like I, I only did it because like I got bullied into it by Shane, Mickey, and and Sean. We're like, you should do it. You're fun. And I I didn't see what they saw at the start until I wrote one bit. I remember the first bit I ever wrote was a bit that actually the bit that I did to close Audacity with the bit about the, the going to the doctor. Oh, yeah, yeah, that's yeah. That was my first ever bit. Now it's changed a wee bit and become a bit tighter over time. But that was the first time I was like, ah, there's a bit. And I think if I were to if I were to watch my sets back. And like, it was fine. It was possible, and I'm looking for something in that to put out. You're still going to be putting kind of average, below average stuff out, and it's like there's no need for it yet. You know, keep it all, hone it down. I like, even go back over old stuff. Like I've looked back over old jokes and gone, can't figure that out, and then go, ah, there's this bit. You know, and it's like, if you've put it out there, you can't do that. You know, so yeah. I as think soon as like, it's out, you're like, yeah. Because I've always put, I was putting out like wee clips of like, right, here's two lines here. Mm -hmm. Or here's two lines in my set here and stuff, and then that'll get me a couple of followers. I'm like, what am I doing? I'm not in it for the you're yeah. in it because I want to write an hour show, and that's probably yeah. what I was sort of raging at myself after doing. I was like, I've got a cool name because my mates, because I'm just sort of all the times would oh, you yeah. they call me a moon cat. I'm like, I've got a name, I've got a yeah. show idea, and then I kind of came away from it on the night being like, because the support acts all class, the MC class, mm -hmm. but in my head I was just like, yeah. like should have just waited and worked on the material. But you know more. what too though? Part of that as well is like you, you, it's a big learning experience. So don't be coming out of it going, oh fuck, I shouldn't. You did it. You know what I mean? You've done it. You've you've got that experience. You know now what it's like. Even being on stage for an hour is a is a big win. Like to know, like it's, uh, my last show was like big stress for me because I did. I couldn't I like normally I'd probably like six minimum six work in progress shows like a ver at the very least yeah. to have done it six times listen to it back write working I did one in Madden's which was all over the show like it was all over the show I knew the guts of what I wanted to do there was no order to it I couldn't figure out the closer couldn't figure out anything but I, I kind of enjoyed it it was weird because I remember coming off being like yeah like on stage meh 
you know, Sean was like, yeah, that definitely felt like a work in progress show. And I was like, well, cheers, mate. <laughs> you know, it is like, yeah. uh, but that, but again, I knew in my head, I was like, I know what I'm, what I want to do here. Yeah, so as soon as I got home, I just like stuck the earphones in. I was like, right, I know where this goes and blah, blah. So I did one more work in progress. And then I was, I had the wall garden show and I was like, this needs to be good. So I just spent the entire week leading up to that writing cutting reworking writing and i had to go right i have to be ruthless and go this has to go this has to go and then I'm, i worked the closer the opener and closer and then had a couple of you know strong bits leading into it and i had maybe one lull in the middle for a few minutes but other than that it was pretty strong and then i watched it back and it was an hour and 20 i was like that's too long so, so if i cut 20 cut the middle yeah. bit that you didn't enjoy as well and you can yeah and, and it'll be a tight are which I think but again it's always learning it's always changing and then some bits you'll do now you might add a tag to it or have a better closure to it or like I was trying to do a bit for years that I just like couldn't figure out and I think it was only this show did I do it yeah it was the pigeon bit I do, do my closure of my oh, left in the pigeon yeah. in the back garden so yeah that one was like that was a true story so my dog had obviously got into my next door neighbour's garden and jumped on a pigeon but she thought he was just running around the garden and she called me and was like, Dave, Dave, there's a pigeon dying in my garden. And she was like, oh, thank God Vinny was in here because if I hadn't seen him running about, I'd never noticed this bird. <laughs> and I'm thinking, yeah, well, if Vinny wasn't in there, I'd like the bird would be fucked in the first place, you know. <laughs> be flying free, like. Yeah, it'd be grand, but I, I remember standing there and like, what actually happened, like I kind of killed it. I know I did. I kind of broke its neck because it was not in a good way. Because right. he, you know, and I was like, I feel like a man here, just I know, but I, but but I say I felt like a man. I did it when it was fucking the worst way. She had like a spade, and I held the spade on its body, and like just got a broomstick, and whatever way I managed to maneuver the neck, I felt like there was a bit of. So I just kind of held it down, and, went, and like felt its neck go, and it was like whoa. But then you're in front of an old lady next door. She's like, don't worry about it. And then she goes to me, can you fire that in your bin? I'm like. No, obviously not. It's going in your bin, sticking a get, and I think it put, popped it in a way, uh, like the the airy compost bag and fucked it in a green bin, you know. And that was and now that it. bird, it's bird heaven. It's yeah, <laughs> so it's gone, but it, but like it was gonna die. It wasn't in a good way. Like so, it's like it's, it doesn't look happy here. So I didn't feel bad about it, but I was like, there's something funny in that scenario because it's an awkward exchange. I just couldn't figure out what it was and then it just kept at it and at it and at it saying it dying on stage saying it dying on stage not working people going what's he trying to do here and I was like boom got a tie in got an end links the whole show and was that just for like after the last year of like just practicing that bit working it and then but even though because for a while like you're doing sets and you're like well you don't want there's sets where you, you can go and try and like you can try new stuff and you and people like like in Lavery's for talk's sake you, all, you always want to do well but the audience is so with you that you can f you can do the old shit sandwich, you know, you can kind of have good bits start and end, and you can throw a bit of new stuff you're working on in the middle, and most of the time they'll go with you. But, you know, some places where you go, you're like, you just have to do a good set, and you have to have a tight, you know, just go and do whatever you need to do. But I could figure it out, and rewriting it, going, why is that funny? Is it funny to me? And then, even, like, I would always say to Catherine, be like, is this funny to you? And she'd be like, no. And then sometimes I'll go, fair enough or other times be like no but I'm not explaining it right yeah so I'd yeah. do that with my flatmate I would try and explain him like alright oh, so here's the idea this happened here and stuff mm -hmm. and or Pete Pete Giffen as well would be good at me I was being very sort of cutthroat and saying but that, that never happened and the audience yeah. immediately knew that never happened yeah or but, you know, but you know what as long as you pepper it with the truth yeah, you know like what I mean a, it's like if it's kernel then truth like so I uh -huh. was having a lot of trouble with a neighbour and we had to call like cops on him and the guy I was like right how would I make this sort of funny because yeah. the guy is such a 
like I mean his dogs are called Ice and Fire yeah so like I mean there's something yeah well, he, well he's obviously uh, like a Baratheon or something yeah, yeah. <laughs> and I was like so where is the, the joke in this and then mm-hmm. it's, it's dog bit my flatmate mm-hmm. and my mum my flatmate's from England so my mum took him to hospital my flatmate came back and said sort of like I'll be fully honest after six hours in A&E where your mum just kind of wish his dog and mauled me like, like yeah. your mum's a <laughs> yeah. fucking melter yeah. and I was like there's definitely something in that and just trying to work mm-hmm. maybe the, my mum being a melter in hospital angle or but you could work on that angle and also work on the fact that your housemate said the bit wasn't funny about the guy how weird he is and then he gets bit by the dog that's funny yeah you know, that is that's a pretty yeah. you can be like a guy who's like it's not funny yeah you know what's funny when the dog bit him you know that's yeah. <laughs> it's I like laugh. he experienced it first hand I'm like there's the truth right yeah. there there you go what do you think about that yeah but again, if you're telling, because that was a big problem I had, I was trying to tell just true stories, and I was like, that doesn't work. So you have to like ham it up in parts, you know. Like, obviously, I don't hate my kids. Spoiler alert, you know. <laughs> I, like, I love them more than anything. Notorious villain, Dave but, Elliott. Yeah, exactly. But then some people are like, he's an awful dad. No, I'm like, I'm the best. Like, what was funny? I, by the way, I'm going to rant about this. I was at um, Rhythm and Rhyme. I go to Rhythm and Rhyme class every. Tuesday and Saturday where possible that with, also sounds like a lethal night at Thompson's yeah, like rhythm, and rhythm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. rhythm and rhyme night a lot of a lot of guys with doobies you know is on the poster Andrew Rand the rapper there <laughs> <laughs> sorry about the uh, the malfunction there nature called <laughs> the floodgates yeah. open it is what it is we're back <laughs> we're back for maybe so we'll wrap this soon but we're chatting about rhythm and rhyme there was a dad at the birthday parties one of the kids birthday parties and he was on his phone watching it with the earphones in and I looked at him and went respect I, I like that you're just being yourself it's ignorant absolutely but what comfortable there are situations yeah. where some times like even family parties and stuff I'm trying to be the, oh how are you doing yeah. how are you and everybody but this guy could not give a fuck and then whenever afterwards I spoke to him about it like when I met him a few times he's like yeah he's like I don't like kids birthday parties they're shit and I was like well it's most of them are Saturday afternoon. Honest. You're missing the half twelve kickoff yeah. and stuff. You're and gonna it, be. it was a good time. So, you know what? I enjoyed it a lot. And speaking of, I'm gonna let you go because I don't know how much memories left here. I don't know how long my stomach's gonna last. And who knows? Who knows what else? Who, who knows what else the future holds for us? <laughs> no worries. Don't figure out me on. Like, listen, uh, it's been a pleasure. So, if anyone wants to find you, where where are you at? Uh, Kieran Franco Comedy, and then I have a podcast as well. We need to get you on, man, as well. Mm-hmm. RB Podcast, uh, where we record in Madden's Bar just before RB Comedy Club every Tuesday. So, is that when you record before? Yeah, no. Uh, obviously, Pete's got an injury at the minute, mm-hmm. so we're just our, one of our co-hosts. So, we're recording sort of around that at the minute. But hopefully, in the next two or three weeks, we'll be hey, back recording. Sack him. <laughs> get rid of him. Show him the door. Do you, know, do you fancy coming on joining we need another listen, you need uh, another, another big bald guy <laughs> yeah. listen you know what if, if it was if it was feasible yes but then I'd have to leave every Tuesday and you know not, not fair. he might recover from. he might need to get his leg amputated who knows that would be oh, shoot, there's no they need to get a lift in Madden's yeah just like a, a pull lift as well like is he is he being a wee bit of a weakling about it like is he being a wee bit of a gimp uh, originally I did think right he's, yeah. he's like then I seen him and I was like holy shit like like Getting onto the stage in Lavery's uh-huh. like was I was like sort of holding my breath moment like X Factor Judge's yeah. house is going who's going for here but you know what he needs to do pull ups he needs to be able to move his entire body just with his upper body strength you know he doesn't he need, treat the legs like the, on, be like treat it like he's a paraplegic <laughs> <laughs> pretend his legs don't work because he did anymore. he did he was meant to head on the path and he was like I can't do this like mm-hmm. the stirs are literally like right up and I oh no lad no. That's terrible. And then I was like, uh-huh. I'm sure someone else will do the spot. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, yeah. Do you know what? You know what? I have a book um, that's worth reading if you're him. 
It's a book called Fearless by Tom Smith. <laughs> in that, he would say, listen, your legs don't work. Your arms still do. Your arms still do. And if your arms don't work, you've got teeth. If you don't have teeth, I get someone to lift you. You know what I mean? Get yourself up there. So you'll find a way. Life finds a way. Yeah, because you know, you know Tom, who's a friend of the show, being on the podcast, he just knocked doors in Belfast for three years. <laughs> just knocked doors and eventually someone answered. And you know what happens? When opportunity knocks, always answer the door. So find a way, Pete. Um, when there's a will, there's a way. Drag yourself by teeth onto that stage. Make it happen and it'll happen for you. Listen, Karen. it's been a pleasure to have you on the podcast. Thank you very much. Now, what time is it now? Like, realize that you could have time to go to Madden's and I do the spot. I think I might, yeah, yeah. Run. Go, do the spot, do the bit we spoke about. We'll not tell you what it is, but it'll, it'll do well. Go and enjoy it. I'm going to go and spend my evening on the toilet. Perfect. Thank you very much, Rob. Yeah, it's a pleasure. I'm the slack guy.